Welcome to WTTS In Conversation. I'm Matt Pelser. Big thanks to our sponsor, Indigo. Do you have what it takes to be an Indigo coach operator? They offer competitive pay and outstanding benefits. Drive our city and your career forward by visiting indigo.net and applying today. Let me just start by saying I can't believe I got to talk with Melissa Etheridge. I've always gravitated toward female singer-songwriters and Hers is just one of the strongest voices out there for a lot of reasons. I only got about 10 minutes with her, but as you'll hear, we made the most of it. We talk about her latest album, One Way Out, her European tour, how she keeps her voice fit for touring, and an interesting personal question later. Not too personal, but it came from a a curious fact about her life. We'll get there. Uh, It's about to become very clear that I was excited to talk with Melissa Etheridge, and it's also obvious that she is a very sweet person as well. So let's get to it. Melissa Etheridge, what an absolute pleasure it is to have you. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. It's so good to be here. I just listened to One Way Out, and you know what it felt like? It felt like a greatest hits record. Even though these are all new songs, it had this incredible vibe, like all of these songs have been around for a long time, like they were already established. You've outdone yourself, Melissa. Thank you for this record. Oh, you are so sweet. Well, it's the songs of uh, sort of back in the greatest hits, you know, days. It's from the late 80s, uh, early 90s, a bunch of songs that I I, I sort of um, left behind and, and went on without. And then uh, just a few years ago, went back and checked them out and said, hey, these are good songs. I want to I want to keep rocking. And so I uh, recorded them and put them out. Would, I mean, had you like one off these songs or not maybe one off, but have you, did you bring them out live like a few times between now and then, or did you just literally put them together back then and just sit on them? I, I just sat on them. Never, ah. never did them at all. And there's more that I have in my, <laughs> I, I did a lot of writing back then. It's, it was, that's about all I had to do, you know? And, and so I, yeah, there's a whole bunch of, of stuff in the vault. Just out the gate with the title track, this beautiful American cacophony with the harmonica. It just, that seemed to me like an obvious starter. Was it to you? Oh yeah. It was yeah. like, if I'm going to just go bang, that's why I, I, oh, I called the whole thing that, and I, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really had a hard time picking favorites from this record. It's just that good. Um, are any of these new ones among your favorites on this tour that you're doing? Oh yeah. A one way out is really fun to start the whole show with. Some, if I'm playing a big, let's a big outdoor place, I'll I'll sometimes come out with that song, and and then cool as you try is super fun, and and for the last time, and uh, I've got all my notifications on here. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing it. It's all good. Well, and then we get to the last two tracks. Uh, you have no idea. Life goes on. And they're live. You you close a new album with live songs. I mean, I agree that it was the right call, but it, it's a little unconventional. Why'd you decide to do it that way? Yeah, well, the the first seven songs were done were were from that old catalog. Were done in the studio, and I wanted to have a full album, so I wanted at least two more songs. And so I went back in the vault and um, saw that I had recorded in two thousand two. I'd recorded a bunch of songs that I did not release. Um, when I did the show at the Roxy right before my lucky album, I was making my lucky album. I, I just wanted to feel what these songs felt like on stage. Cause that's what I used to do back in the uh, late eighties, early nineties. I would, um, I would take songs on the road and I'd try them out and then 
I'd get them under my skin and then I would record them. And so I tried to do that again in 2002 and it worked for a couple songs, but some I just, I just, you know, didn't go on with, but they were great live. And that's what those two, uh, the two ones that are, that are on the album. That's what, um, that's what they are. It's just 2002 live. They're fun songs live life goes on, which is a look back at the eighties actually. And um, you have no idea, which is just a fun sing along song. I mean, I mean, it just seemed like the vibe was right. That audience was going nuts. It was so much fun. Kenny Aronoff on those live yeah. tracks. What a beast that guy. He is, was, is. He's still around. He's not my drummer anymore. He's yeah. just amazingly uh, solid and loud and rock. And he played when I, when I did all my stadium tours and arenas and stuff. He was playing with me. He's just a monster. Yeah, we we love him here. I mean, obviously John Mellencamp's drummer for years, yeah. and been yeah. out with you several times. Uh, so I guess that answers my question. He didn't do the studio tracks. I didn't know those were from uh, almost twenty years ago. Now, yeah, those were those were from um, the studio tracks. I got the original band that I recorded with in '98, and and I'm, I'm '88 and '89 and '90, right around no there. My first band it was uh, Kevin McCormick. Fritz Lewick and John Shanks. Those are those are the musicians on that one. Oh man! Um, all right. So as we speak, you got back. Uh, I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, from about a month in Europe. Did those dates go okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We we um, had to dance around COVID a little bit, I you bet. know. But um, but oh, we had such a good time. Europe is an amazing place to play, and they were ready for music again, and everybody was just really having a good time so it i I love playing over there we talk more about touring in less than a minute but first i've got to thank indigo indigo is hiring full-time coach operators right now put yourself in the driver's seat when it comes to launching your career indigo offers competitive pay outstanding benefits and the ability to make a difference in the community apply today at indigo.net now back to melissa etheridge I mean, you've had a busy year and change, a very busy 21. I'm looking at all these dates. I mean, some of them several in a row. It looks like 22 is busy as well. You, you're you just working it. Everybody's got their tricks, how they keep the energy up when life gets as busy as it's been for you over the last year and change. What would you say is among your process for just hanging in there the way you have with this schedule? Well, one is that I love doing what I do. If this, if this was work to me or I didn't enjoy it, then it would take a toll on me. But I make sure that I'm filled with joy for the, the work and the music that I do. And so every time I step out on stage, it's delightful. I make sure that it's not a stress. I make sure that the people that work with me are also loving what they do. And um, I just have a great crew and a great band. And then I take care of myself. I, I consider myself like an athlete. I have to stay in shape for this. You know, I have to, it's, it's about what I eat. It's about how much I sleep. It's, it's not incredibly rock and roll, but, but this, you know, at this point you got, you gotta, you gotta keep yourself healthy. And it's about, you know, the stress level, really not stressing myself out and just loving what I do. God, that's hard to do on tour, though. Eating the right thing, getting enough sleep. It's very I mean, You've been doing it long enough. You got it figured out by now. But geez, like I just can't imagine. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, a lot of people help me stay healthy out here. A lot of people make sure that the food is available to me and, and I'm, I'm good. 
Do you have any more songs from back in the day that you're going to bust out for another record? <laughs> I hope so. I, I do. I have a ton of songs. And so yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know if it'll be the next thing you hear from me, but I bet in the next 10 years, you'll see another, another one of these compilation things. I'm really, really curious about just that process of love, like going back and saying, okay, at that time you didn't think this was, was worth continuing on, but now you go back and you're like, okay, these were actually really good. What is it that changes in your head about that? Is it like, okay, well, we can do this with the arrangement. Like this melody's good, but at the time I didn't have it fully thought through. Like what brought them from where it was then to where it is now? Yeah. Well, those are the songs that, um, some of them I were, I was just like a little, uh, I might say shy, or I was a little unsure that the world was ready for me to, or, or if I was ready for me to, to really be a couple of songs have a lot of feminist, you know, really strong on this album, like, um, save myself and as cool yeah. as you try, those are, those are kind of, you know, feminist based things. And, and then there's one song that I really loved on this album called uh, Wild, 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 which is just a sweet kind of middle of tempo song. But to me, back in 1990, before I came out, it was obviously about a woman. And I was like, no, I can't put that on my record. <laughs> and so, you know, I wasn't out yet. And so now it's, it's all of those things seem so sweet, you know, to me now. Now it's, that isn't even a, a, a thought. So, you know, I'm, I'm more confident in myself and my work and I can go back and go, Hey, this was good. I really need to, to put this out. That's a beautiful thing. All right. I've got one more thing. I know we're short on time, but you and your wife, Linda are exactly the same age. You share the same <laughs> birthday. And I think that's so cool. My wife is about six and a half years younger than I am, but we're a good match in terms of maturity. Yeah. She's probably a lot more mature actually, but <laughs> I, I feel like being the same exact same age in a relationship would be challenging in terms of like expectations on things like maturity and how you're expected to handle things emotionally. I don't want to get too personal, but have you found that to be the case? Has that ever gotten in the way at any point? Oh, that's an interesting question. No, no, I haven't at all. We actually find that when we think about when, when like a memory comes back in the past, like something that was on television, we, we were in this at the same you know time watching the same television channels we have the same sort of old junky trivia in our heads you know from <laughs> the 60s and the 70s and the 80s we um we actually uh new people you know go have gone back and seen that there have been people in both of our lives at different times that you know and just interesting and and as far as uh Maturity goes, we're certainly, you know, both on the same level with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Melissa Etheridge, what an honor. What a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, dude. That was fun. Oh, she called me dude. Nice. How sweet is she? Thank you for listening. This has been WTTS In Conversation. Subscribe to this podcast and find more at WTTSFM.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also stream us online at WTTSFM.com. I'm on every weekday morning. Follow WTTS on socials at WTTSFM. I am at Matt Pelser Radio. Back again in a couple weeks. Talk to you then.